It's the nothing especially exciting happens day after the Thanksgiving weekend. I hope you're not nursing your hangovers. This is Fiorella de Maria bringing you the early show all the way from a very, very cold England. Should I say anything on the programme that strikes a chord, interests you or, heaven help me, causes you to choke on your full English breakfast, please let me know. As always, our call-in telephone number is... 844-527-8723 that's 844-527-8723 and the Crusader Stadium chat room is open for your commentary as well at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat I said this is the nothing especially exciting happens day but something slightly exciting has in fact happened it's that time of year to have a merry and manly Christmas to take part in this contest and get the chance to win over $5,000 worth of prizes go to crusadechannel.com forward slash Mary know it learn it live it listen out for the sound bite and call in there are prizes for girls there are prizes for boys there are prizes for adults there's prizes for everyone so buy your ticket now good morning chicken lady um, and it seems to me it's going to be a bit of a quiet day. So let's see if I can't just wake everyone up. It's apparently Cyber Monday. So I don't know whether we're just so supposed to celebrate our cyber presences in this world or National Craft Jerky Day. I have no idea what makes craft jerky different to the little things you get in packets these days. Beef jerky has made its way across the Atlantic and National Bavarian Cream Pie Day. Now, that sounds like my kind of a day, a Bavarian cream pie. Does it have sort of Black Forest cherries in it or something like that? Someone tell me, please, what is a National Bavarian Cream Pie? I was a bit underwhelmed by the National Days it is today. So I looked up what the National Days were over the weekend and one of them was National Cake Day. And... It seems to me that cake day is a really good idea because, you know, nothing says celebration like a cake. If you think about it, we always have cakes whenever you're celebrating. Birthday cakes, Christmas cakes, Easter cakes. Do you have Thanksgiving cakes? Well, you have pumpkin pie. That's kind of a cake. Um, cakes are quite often used even in religious ceremonies. Well, Wedding cakes, baptismal cakes, communion cakes, confirmation cakes. I can't think of a single occasion. I gather ordinations usually involve a cake afterwards. Um, and pretty much um, any celebration can involve a cake. We're going to have an epiphany party this year. We've decided to start a new tradition, really properly celebrate epiphany nicely. So we're going to have an epiphany celebration and we've been looking up epiphany cakes because the french do epiphany cakes with a little crown in them um, and we thought that might be rather fun you should celebrate by taking some cake to work or baking your favorite cake and sharing it with your friends and family or making cakes for all your neighbors or eat cake all day breakfast lunch and dinner i'm slightly disturbed by the fact that Apparently, the term cake comes from the Old Norse word kaka, which means something absolutely disgusting and stinky in most European languages. So uh, let's not dwell too much on that, shall we? But 
is there someone who would bake you would bake a cake for and what is your favorite cake is there a particular cake that really makes your mouth water i'm very fond of chocolate i'm also very fond of vanilla i am very fond of victoria sponge and i'm also very fond of cherry cake as you can see there's lots of cakes i like i've, I've discovered bunt cakes in recent years those, those are there's, there's another kind of cake that has only recently found its way across the atlantic um and if you want though a really naughty cake a duffin ever tried a duffin i've never tried to make such a thing but there is a cafe in town which sells duffins have a think about what that might be um though the best cake i ever ate ever anywhere in any cake shop in the country was orange and almond cake the combination of flavors the texture oh it was perfect orange and almond cake anyone ever tried a duffin though yes jt bunt cake good morning absolutely chicken ladies making the point not many up early this morning wake up everyone i know you've had thanksgiving and you've all eaten yourselves into the floor but wake up it's monday morning you don't want to miss the early show um, well i can think of a few people who are probably probably missing the early show because rather disturbing headline um appeared uh, recently on the bbc and that is that the number of sick days being taken in the uk is at its highest level in 10 years more people are taking time off uh, due to sickness than for a decade and this is really beginning to disturb people because obviously every sick day taken you know you're talking lost revenue but also it's um it's a a good indication of the health of the nation it's one of the few ways you can really analyze quite how bad the state of the nation's health has got uh, maggie is asking what is a duffin a fancy muffin not quite any more guesses what is a duffin it is truly delicious as all i will say for the moment on average staff took 7.8 sick days in the past year up from 5.8 before the pandemic one teacher who's off sick told the bbc her work environment was now toxic due to high pressure the rise has been described as a worry and the combination of stress covid and the cost of living crisis has been blamed research um, analyzed rates of absence in more than 900 organizations representing 6.5 million employees so it was a big study chicken lady was saying we all used to go to work sick it was expected after covid you don't go in that's interesting because i remember um not long after I'd started working I was still in that very enthusiastic having something to prove kind of phase and I battled my way into work with a really bad chest infection and at one point um about halfway through the morning I just started to cough and I couldn't stop coughing and I rushed to the ladies locked myself in and I was coughing and coughing and what I didn't realize was because 
like a lot of office blocks in London, it was built around the central staircase. Everybody in the building could hear me coughing. It was it was ricocheting across the walls, up and down every floor of the, the office building. And the health and safety officer came in and said, what are you doing in work? I said, well, you know, I've got things to do and people to see and meetings and calls. He went, please go home because you are coughing and you are spreading your germs around the workforce. We're going to have everyone off at this rate. Please, please go home. And I thought, well, thank you very much. You know, I battled my way in, but of course he was right. I was a health and safety risk because I was almost certainly still contagious. And every single time I coughed, I was spreading thousands of lovely germs all over the place, even even trying to cough discreetly. So we were always told, you know, if you are ill, particularly if you have something that is contagious, that you know is contagious, like a cold, flu, well, if you've got flu, you usually can't get up, um, anything infectious, particularly things like vomiting and diarrhea, just stay away. Work from home if you can, or just go to bed and stay in bed until you are better. So it's it's not so much that people have gone a bit soft because all the people have started to realise that it's it's a bad idea to go into work ill because we, we always had that. Um, certainly, you know, the last 20 years or so, I think people have been a lot more aware of that. Having said that, of course, I've always worked for Catholic organisations or NGOs or, you know, pro-life groups and things like that who tend to you know, take a healthy concern, you know, for, have a health, healthy concern um, for their workforce. Whereas when I first started working, when you, I went on the underground, the London underground to get to work, it would be full of posters advertising remedies to keep yourself going. All sorts of things, vitamin supplements, you name it, that were supposed to help you not get sick or to help you to you know, improve more quickly. And doctors hated those ads because they used to say, well, no, that the best way to get better is in fact to rest. Um, you're putting a strain on your heart uh, by carrying on going like that. You're not very productive anyway, and you may be a risk to other people. Oh, um, JT had a steamed pumpkin pudding with white sauce for Thanksgiving. Delicious. Also a cranberry bunt cake. Now back to the low sugar diet. You've got to have a break from that low sugar diet because it's now going to be Advent, isn't it? So a bit, bit of abstinence coming in, but then there will be Christmas, which will make up for all of it. Come on out. Tell me how you spent your Thanksgiving. I want to know how was your Thanksgiving? Did you have a wonderful time? I hope you had a splendid Thanksgiving and ate lots of delicious food and met all your family and were thankful and avoided awkward conversations. Uh, because it seems to me that pretty much any family event these days involves a fair amount of avoiding awkward conversations, particularly anything political. How was your Thanksgiving? Do let me know. But yes, sickness, it's its just one of these things. It is really noticeable. And I do feel that stress is a very major cause. And I think it is the cause that is simply not being talked about enough. People saying that they are living in toxic conditions, working in toxic conditions, um, particularly teachers. You've got thousands of teachers living, leaving the profession every year. Um, and it's it's not good. You know, there's so many initiatives to train teachers, to train nurses, to train midwives, to train people who are in high-pressure environments, but they're not dealing with the environments themselves. The pandemic has also been blamed because, well, it has just been mentioned, um, 
people are more wary of going into work if they have COVID symptoms. However, I suspect that is the tip of the iceberg. I think there is probably um, that there's probably a lot more going on here, and I'm sure that stress is a very high factor. Um, Doctor, this is I think it's probably my favourite quote from this uh, this news report. Doctor Audrey Tang, a psychologist and broadcaster, told BBC Radio Five. There was a mismatch of understanding from people right at the top about what workers needed. Often, short, quick, short-term fixes such as a lunchtime yoga or lunchtime ice cream van are not what people need. No, it's not what people need. People need to feel safe in the workplace. They need to feel valued. They need to not be given huge amounts of work to do that is impossible for them to fulfil. They need to be working in a supportive environment uh is this difficult they also need to have a sense of purpose i mean i can honestly say i found the stress of working for the pro-life movement became overwhelming eventually you always have to stop when you're working for a good cause there's always a point almost always the way you have to stop this it's called the the disease of the overcommitted there reaches a point where you know for your own sanity and physical health you have got to move on and usually you start to get the warning signs of burnout but but at least when i got up in the morning i never wondered what the point was in what i was doing you know it's one of those things where you know i always understood the value of my work and yet for many people, there is no sense of purpose and they, you know, they're caught in dead-end jobs. And of course, it's, it's harder to feel motivated and stress and anxiety and depression can start to creep over people. Um, I have a friend, I have a number of friends, in fact, who have really suffered with their health as a result of stress. And, you know, this is not psychosomatic illness. You know, we're talking really quite serious things uh, where they've had to be off work for months, sometimes have had to have surgery. Um, Philip's saying, I can't afford to stay home unless I'm dying. I drive a truck, so I kind of work by myself, just getting over bronchitis I've had for a month. I can completely see why that happens, Philip. I mean, I'm self-employed. Of course, if I'm coughing so much I can't make myself understood, I don't do the show. Um, but with my writing, you know, I, I have to write. Uh, I, I just, I've got to get a certain amount of writing done. I've got to get books out. And there's no such thing as sick leave if you're a writer. So I absolutely see the the pressure. It's it's all very well to say stop and rest. It's all very well for me to say you should be resting, but it's just not that easy for many people. Um, Chicken Lady saying, due to our opinions on COVID, religion and politics, most of our family avoids us. We had a small group at our house. Food was delicious. Best turkey I ever cooked, stuffed with apples, oranges and celery. Now, that is an interesting combination. I'd never have thought of celery. Um, in fact, I'm not sure I would have thought of, of apples either. Apples, oranges and celery. That sounds like a really interesting combination. Uh, Maggie's saying, I've had a terrible cough for two weeks now. Can't seem to get rid of it no matter what I take. Well, this is the thing I can't help noticing. I mean, it's all, all very well saying, oh, you know, there's the, this is a problem. That's a problem. I get the sense there is more illness about. Um, all my family have been plagued by colds and COVID symptoms and you know, things going to their chests and flus and things like that. 
right the way i mean we're only just getting into winter proper but all the way through the autumn i don't know if it's because we've had a very uh, a warm wet autumn whether that breeds bugs i'm not sure but it, it seems to me there has just been a lot of illness about and i'm just wondering is this a is this a worse time than in the past or have i just not noticed before but i, I honestly can't remember a year when it was quite this bad it's 24 minutes past the hour. You are listening to The Early Show with your hostess from across the pond, Fiorella de Maria. If you've missed the show so far, never fear. You can get the whole of The Early Show as a podcast, same day from crusademax.com. And we have been talking about Thanksgiving. Did you have a wonderful Thanksgiving? Tell me about your spiffing Thanksgiving lunch. What did you eat? What did you talk about? And was it really good fun? I hope it was. It was over the weekend, National Cake Day. Do you have a favourite cake? No one has worked out yet. What is a duffin? Duffin, the naughtiest and most delicious of little cakey treats. It is also, having said it's a boring day, it is not a boring day. It's that time of year to have a merry a merry and manly Christmas to take part in the contest, the Crusade Channel contest. Get the chance to win one of over $5,000 worth of prizes. Go to crusadechannel.com forward slash Mary to get your tickets and your links to the contest. Know it, learn it, live it. Listen out for the soundbite and call in. There are prizes for boys, for girls, for adults. There's probably even a prize for your dog. Just go to crusadechannel.com forward slash Mary and find out all about it. It's a great way to support the Crusade Channel and also have a bit of fun. It has also been revealed that sick days are increasing. The number of sick days workers in the UK are taking is at its highest level in a decade. Jacqueline saying there are so many work at home jobs now where people are making so much more money than those of us who actually put out any kind of effort to work a kind of thinking, well, hey, maybe I want a piece of the action, especially when you're struggling so much just to pay your bills and everything keeps getting more and more expensive and you have to pay for gas and and oil and wear, um, wear and tear on your vehicle, toll, sorry, and wear and tear on your vehicle while other people get to sleep in and work in their PJs and make a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and I, I can absolutely see that. And one thing that really shocks me is um, I've worked as a an English language tutor and literature tutor for on and off for years. I don't do it so much now because I'm, I'm writing so much, but it really shocked me to discover how much more money a private tutor can potentially make than a school teacher. And I'm sorry, it is not nearly as pressured working one-to-one with a usually fairly well-behaved child than trying to teach an entire class. It is a very different feel. I once was asked to apply for a job, okay? I've no idea what happened in the end. I think possibly the, the family changed their mind. They were a Russian family. They had an only child, they wanted him to get the Eton Scholarship. Eton College is pretty much the most exclusive and expensive school in the country. It's known all over the world. The, the royalty of the world sends its sons to Eton. Okay, it's where Prince William and Prince Harry went. But, you know, people from all over the world, the super rich, send their, their sons to Eton for this tip-top education. They wear, they wear white tie and coattails and top hats and they, um, 
you know, it, it's it's a very, very exclusive education. So this family, they wanted their little boy to win a scholarship to Eton. So on top of him being at a very expensive and very exclusive prep school, which is our private schools for sort of age seven to 11, that sort of age, they wanted a tutor to teach him after school. So from about four o'clock till about eight o'clock in the evening, every day during term. And they wanted him to have a full, proper, immersive British education experience. They wanted a tutor not just to be teaching, but also reading with him, taking him to the theatre, taking him to sports venues. It would have been a very interesting job, in fact, for a single person, I would say. I think it would be too much for um, a married woman with children of that sort of age. Um, And they were offering minimum £80,000 a year salary. Only people from Oxford and Cambridge with Oxford and Cambridge degrees could apply. 80,000 a year minimum. Now, that's the sort of salary you'd be expecting. I don't know how much head teachers get paid in this country, but that's the sort of salary you'd be expecting when you were at the top of the teaching profession. So, you know, it's I, I completely see that, that there are some jobs now that just offer a lot more money with a lot less stress. And I absolutely understand people going for them, you know. Um, but yes, it's, it's, I think it is difficult because then jobs that are really important, like classroom teaching and nursing, you know, jobs where, which are hemorrhaging members of staff every year, do not pay nearly as well and are very, very stressful and becoming progressively more stressful. Jacqueline is saying we have a grandbaby who's got a horrible, horrible cold, sore throat. Yes, that seems to be the thing. Sore throat, cold, you know, coughing, sneezing. It's, it's very unpleasant. And with, with a little one, it's very upsetting. Jacqueline was saying, I really do not like Thanksgiving. Any holidays, I'd rather prefer any old regular day over a holiday. Something always goes wrong or somebody always gets upset. There's just too much expectations for holidays and something always tends to ruin it. I guess I'm being a crankpot. But Chicken Lady saying, no, I can relate. Um, This is the thing. I think it's interesting you're saying about expectations because even holidays have become stressful. And I do notice that, that there seems to be this sense that you have to have the perfect Christmas, the perfect Thanksgiving, I'm sure, the perfect wedding, the perfect birthday. And, you know, it's not what's important. Nothing has to be perfect. Nothing can be perfect. I remember learning this when my son was seven. um, I arranged a little birthday party for him at a local pizzeria. And uh, they used to do, for quite a, quite a good price, uh, a little party where the children would make their own pizza, uh, put whatever the toppings they want on it. They'd all go in the oven. They'd get given little chef's hats and aprons. It was really good fun. They'd get a tour of the kitchens and that, see the way everything was made. And then they'd get to eat their own uh, creation. And then there'd be ice cream and then there'd be cake and happy birthday and all the rest. It was a lovely idea. And I remember, can you imagine a whole lot of very, very overexcited seven-year-olds? Something was obviously, obviously going to go wrong. And I'd baked a cake, a birthday cake, which was a treasure chest. And when you flipped open the, the lid, as it were, the big chocolate shortbread lid, it was full of chocolate coins and sweets. Um, and 
of course, the children were crowding round and, you know, I I couldn't get the, the sweets into the bags for them quickly enough and things were getting spilled and all of this. And I was getting quite stressed. And I thought I'd ruined the birthday. I thought that because it had been a bit of a scrum right at the end, I thought, oh, great, I've wrecked that, haven't I? And as we were leaving, my son hung onto my arm saying, oh, mummy, that was the bestest party ever. He hadn't noticed that every tiny detail hadn't worked out. He just loved being with his friends, having lots of lovely food and giggles and having happy birthday sung to him. That was all that mattered. And I just realised, you know, you don't actually have to worry about every single detail. But we do. And it can make things very stressful. Um, Dr. Torres, a bit of medical advice coming your way. Maggie, for that cough, you just need a teaspoon of sugar and a tablespoon of kerosene. It'll open you right up. Can you can you eat kerosene without exploding or something? Um, Denise, um, just got a text and a call with regret to inform you that my follow-up appointment needs to be rescheduled. I'm hurting and still very swollen from the surgery. Hopefully won't take too long to get another appointment. Oh, I'm sorry. That's really frustrating. Um, let's hope you get another appointment soon. Um Philip is saying, I've never had bronchitis that didn't clear up on its own. Finally got some meds from the doctor and hopefully we'll knock it out. Um, but Maggie, you, Dr. Torres, you, you, you'd be glad to know that Maggie is really grateful for the medical advice. OK, there we are. Made your day. Um, Chicken Lady saying stress kills. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we need to be talking about this a lot more. Stress is a huge killer. It does terrible things. It, it's generally a bad thing. Now that we're not having to run away from woolly mammoths and stuff like that, it is almost always a really bad thing. Um, well, maybe we'll come come back to that. We'll pick that one up when we come back after the ad break. Um, you're listening to The Early Show with your host, Esperanza Maria. We are talking about cake. Nobody has diagnosed the duffin. What is a duffin? Um, and why... Workers in the UK are taking more sick days than ever before. Our call-in telephone number is 844-527-8723. That's 844-527-8723. And the Crusader Stadium chat room is open for your commentary as well at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. Talk to me. Join the conversation. The early show will continue in a few moments here on the Crusade Channel. Live talk radio the way it should be.
Good morning, all you early risers and insomniacs, and those of you catching the show's rebroadcast at midday. For those of you just joining us, you are listening to The Early Show with your hostess from across the pond, Fiorella Di Maria. Our call-in telephone number is 844-527-8723. That's 844-527-8723. And the chat room is open for your commentary as well at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. Do talk to me. Do join the conversation as you enjoy a hearty, full English breakfast and a couple of, you know, eggnogs and things to help with your hangovers because you're probably still sleeping off the excesses of thanksgiving i'd like to know how was thanksgiving did you have a wonderful time before i go any further if you have missed the show so far never fear you can get the whole of the early show as a podcast same day from crusademax.com we've been talking about National Cake Day over the weekend. What is your favourite cake? Do you have a favourite cake, a favourite flavour, a favourite occasion cake? Uh, wedding cakes or birthday cakes, Christmas cakes, seminal cakes. Do you have seminal cakes in the States? Has this crept over the Atlantic that way? Um Epiphany cakes, whatever kind of a cake. Is there a particular cake you love? And has anyone worked out what a duffin is? The finest, sweetest, most delicious little cake ever. It has been reported that the number of sick days being taken by UK workers is at its highest level in a decade. But besides all the stress and all of that, it is that time of year again to have a merry and manly Christmas. Do take part in the contest and support the Crusade channel. You can get the chance to win one of over $5,000 worth of prizes. Go to crusadechannel.com forward slash merry. There are prizes for boys, for girls, for adults. You name it, there is a prize for anything. Know it, learn it, live it. Listen out for the soundbite and call in. Stress is being cited as a major reason for the increase in sick days. And Chicken Lady is saying stress kills, and it does. And I just think in this age where we all obsess constantly about well-being, we should be talking a lot more about this. An oncologist told me years ago that stress is a major factor in the development of many cancers it's also we know a factor in cardiovascular disease and all sorts of chronic illnesses and it's not being talked about as he pointed out we talk about obesity it's not cool to say i love being fat and i love overeating we talk about smoking and yes most people don't brag about the 60 a day they smoke but we don't talk enough about stress and being stressed is almost a badge of honor oh i'm so busy how are you busy rushed off my feet look at me being busy look at me giving myself an early heart attack a number of health remedies creeping in here maggie has a cough that she can't shake off um and doctor is saying seriously though maggie you should see a doc make sure it's not a case of acute bronchitis ain't nobody got time for that jt is suggesting elderberry syrup oh elderberry syrup okay not heard that one uh, manuka honey is supposed to be terribly good for you by the way um i'd, I'd just rather take the take the pills really um chicken lady saying holidays are really very stressful not really the food etc more interacting with family members yes happy monday paul i think that's it and you know i, I just 
I, I suppose, you know, we, we all want to have a happy family occasion, but every family has its competence, shall we say. And sometimes you know, managing people can be quite difficult. And sometimes it's it's comical and you can work it out, but sometimes it just is very, very stressful. And I think I always remember, I, mean, I still give talks in parishes, but just not quite as many because I've got you know, children and things. But whenever I give a talk at a parish, one thing I'm aware of is that somebody is very discreetly on nutcase duty and their job is to protect the speaker from the token oddity who turns up and starts trying to have an argument about everything. There is always somebody who turns up to a talk, who tries to dominate, who tries to intimidate or embarrass the speaker, who thinks they know more than the speaker and generally tries to wreck it for everybody else. And I've had a few talks completely ruined by characters like that. But in most cases, the parish priest usually will have asked someone very discreetly just to keep an eye open. And as soon as you know the talk is over and the speaker gets somebody make a beeline for them, demanding answers to this, that and the other, that person will come up and say, oh, um, Mrs. Nash, let me get you a cup of tea. You must be parched. Come with me or whatever. You know, th their job is to kind of mediate, basically. And I almost feel sometimes in families you need a character like that. You need to nominate a family member. Okay, if auntie so-and-so drinks too much and won't stop talking, could you just perhaps suggest she helps you make the coffee? Or if, you know, cousin so-and-so gets into a row about Brexit, uh, maybe just uh, suggest a game of cards, perhaps, you know, whatever it is. Um, but it always works. Philip, what is that? Pickled something. Um, Jacqueline's saying perhaps when there were no, there are no nurses and teachers left, they might actually decide to pay them what they're worth. I fear it is going to get to that point. And I think we're a little bit at breaking point here in Britain because my feeling is that we have been very lazy over the years because Britain is still a very popular place for immigrants to come. And a third of NHS workers until very recently were from overseas. And I always got the feeling there was this sense that, you know, okay, so thousands of people leave every year, but we'll always find a steady stream of people who are ready to come and work in London hospitals. Because however stressful it is, it's easier being a nurse in a hospital in London than a nurse in, you know, a, a field hospital in, you know, in Nigeria, perhaps. But that is starting to change since we left the EU. The number of overseas nurses applying to work in the NHS has dropped by 90%. We may no longer be the most desirable place for people to come and work in. So do you know something? We might have to stop exploiting people from overseas and start you know, changing the work environment making sure that there are adequate numbers of nurses on duty at any one time. That is a major cause of stress is medical personnel who are massively overstretched, where there is one midwife, for example, working where there should be five. It's all sorts of things like that. It's making sure that teachers and medical staff have support, that they don't feel like they're completely on their own and they're completely vulnerable to bullying and litigation and all the rest. There, there are so many things that have got to change. And 
in any workplace, yes, yoga sessions and ice cream vans don't solve the essential problem of workers not being treated like human beings with needs, with families, with lives outside the workplace, but being treated like units of production. There we are. I've had my say on it. Um, Philip, my turkey soup came out perfect. That looks delicious. Really delicious. Wonderful. Um, Denise M said, I made the mistake of letting Jacob watch a video on my iPad. Now he asks where the MyPad is. Do I order one for him for Christmas? Oh, that's a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think I think that is tricky. To be quite honest, I'll admit that my children get a lot more screen time than I used to allow. Um, I do restrict quite a few things they don't have access to TikTok, for example. Um, I limit how long they can spend on games and particularly apps that, do, I mean, they're, they're not dangerous games, but they're just silly, they're just time-wasting. But it's it's quite a delicate balance. Tony B, good morning. Sorry you're not feeling well, Mrs. Mrs. O'Connell. Um, lots of appreciation for the soup. JT, it's 4.30 a.m. here. Lack of sleep contributes to stress. So does caffeine. Yeah. Um, and I think that certainly lack of sleep is a big factor in, in the increase in stress levels. But then, of course, lack of sleep is usually a symptom. It, it depends why people aren't sleeping enough. If people aren't sleeping enough because they're overworking, that's one big problem. If people aren't sleeping because they're stressed and they've got insomnia, that is, that's usually the stress causing the lack, lack of sleep, whereas lack of sleep also causes stress. It can be quite a vicious circle. Um, Philip, Oh, you looked it up. I think that's cheating. Um, the duffin is a sticky combination of muffin and donut that is baked, dipped in melted butter and then coated in sugar. It is true, truly wonderful. And the duffin I had the other day, it was stuffed with Nutella. So when you bit into it, this lovely chocolate cream filled your mouth. It was just perfect, but really, really bad for you. Um, definitely only a treat. Philip is saying carrot cake is my favourite. Aha. Uh -huh. Yes, Paul C., the duffin sounds pretty good. It is just wonderful. Here we are. Oh, gosh, Philip's even put pictures in. Yes, it's it's sort of the texture feels very like a donut, so slightly slightly um slightly tougher, but it's it's very much that kind of texture. But it's very much like a, a molded like a muffin. Yes, chicken lady, I would eat that. Denise M to Philip. Uh, so Paul C saying crazy song about leaving a cake out in the rain. What the heck? I think what we are seeing, Paul, is that Mike does not take my show very seriously. I think what Mike is trying to do is he's trying to make me laugh so badly I can't, in fact, come in with the intro. Um, Jacqueline saying, really, King Dude? That was more than horrible. I'm so glad it's not just me protesting about the dreadful music. There we go. Um, Denise, um, I wore out my record player with the 45, with that 45. Um, JT... We try the duffin. Yes, I think we're all in agreement about the duffin. We don't often have full agreement on anything, which is always a good thing. But I think we're all in agreement about the duffin. Um, oh, what's this? Philip, the king dude, very excited for Mel Kalikimaka season. What is that? Help me. Um, 
Yes, Dr. Torres says every parish has its resident wackadoodle. It's not us. It's not us over here. Then it is. It is really noticeable, and you can usually see them stepping in, and my heart sinks. I remember I was actually chairing a, a, a talk once. I wasn't giving the talk, and chairing is almost more stressful when you know that the nutcase has arrived. And she walked in, perfectly nice lady. I, I will say this, really nice, very interesting woman, but a little eccentric and has her own sweet way of responding to a speaker she doesn't like. Let's just put it that uh, like that. This was in a previous parish, so I'm not going to get thrown out of my current parish. Um, and it was when she turned in, in in a leopard print coat and sunglasses at eight o'clock in the evening that I was a little bit worried. And I knew they were not prescription sunglasses. I was like, what are you doing? And I think we got about 10 minutes in before there was the first interruption. <sighs> yes. Um, I think that was the same lady who... Um, during a question and answer session, said, um, well, as St. Augustine said, there is good and there is bad, and there's a yin and a yang, and our souls will never rest until they rest in thee. And the, the priest, bless him, just said, well, you've said a number of things. Only one of them is Augustine. <laughs> and he went from there. He, he coped. Um, Dr. Torres Teachers are already overpaid. The problem is they're not paid enough to deal with a generation of unsocialised fatherless knuckleheads. Um, well, I think, you know, I know we go on, we do talk about some classroom control and things like that. It's it's a big part of it. It's I, I think, for certainly speaking to friends of mine who are teachers, and they're teachers in very different environments and, you know, sixth form colleges, private schools, state schools that they make that point is one they're treated like social workers they're not just there to teach they're supposed to be everything to a child and they just they're not paid to do that they're not qualified to do that um they are there to teach a particular subject but also it is the it's the classroom disruption it's having to deal with the offensive behavior the yes the disruptive behavior the bullies the insulting char characters you know why should teachers have to deal with that you know why should a teacher have to deal with being beaten up in a corridor you know, it, it is simply not acceptable and my daughter's maths tutor made this comment and it just really made me think about you know we we have created a culture where teachers are not respected he taught he's an englishman Englishman married to a woman from Thailand. He taught in Singapore for years. And he also taught in Japanese schools. He very much spent most of his life in the Far East. And he said, in a classroom, he was a maths teacher, you could have 60 kids in a classroom, you could hear a pin drop. None of them said a word while he was speaking. They sat there, they put their heads down, they wrote. If you know, he asked a question, they put their hands up, they'd wait. Uh, until they were asked to answer, they were very, very respectful children, very respectful teenagers. You didn't have any of this acting up. And he said it meant he could concentrate on educating them. You know, it was so straightforward. And he wouldn't teach in any British school. I don't think he'd teach in any American school after that experience. He said it, he just was not he, he was not prepared to be a, a rugby playing referee or a prison warden. He was a teacher. And in fact, he taught he didn't just teach out in Singapore. He taught um, at schools for Japanese children in Britain. There used to be four schools for Japanese children in in Britain because there, there were uh, there were four really um, well, you know, 
Japanese migrant workers, diploma, diplomatic service, that sort of thing. They were very well behaved. They were British schools. I mean, in that they were in Britain, it was the British system. They were very well behaved because they had that work ethic and that ethic of respect. If we don't regain that ethic of respect, then you know, we can't expect to have people stay in the profession. Um, Maggie saying, I could, could use a bowl of that turkey soup right now. Is it just a Maltese thing? I think it's a Jewish thing as well. Chicken soup is the answer to everything. Chicken soup. Yeah. Um, Philip said, I, Philip, I said, I got to witness Susan from the parish council firsthand at my brother's funeral. She orchestrated and instructed everyone how to perform the service. Oh, yes, we have those. We have a few of those. I remember one awful occasion, and I, I do slightly regret trying to distract the priest, where uh, someone came up to give an announcement at the end of Mass. I'm not fond of announcements at the end of Mass. I think it's a distraction. Um, but he came up and he talked and he talked and he talked and he talked. He went on and on and on about the liturgy committee. And it was when he got to the point of saying, and now my dear sisters and brothers, put away all negative thoughts. And I just glared at the priest as if to say, does shut up or I'm going to physically remove you from this church or or something worse or, you know, hurl a pew in your direction. There's going to be blood on the carpet. Please, please leave. Does that count as a negative thought, my friend? Yes. Um, Dr. Torres is saying, no iPad for the baby. Get a much cheaper type electronic notebook, especially designed for kids, something educational. Yes, you can get those things, can't you? Though, choose them with care. Um, some years ago, there was a Peppa Pig um, electronic notebook uh, that came out. I think it was Peppa Pig. And you, know, it pressed, you pressed buttons and it said things like, thank you and please and one, two, one, two three, four, five to, the, to ten and all of these sort of things you expect. Unfortunately, the chimes slightly distorted the words. So it sounded as if Peppa Pig was saying F you instead of thank you. Um, they, they had to recall the notebooks. Yes. Yeah, so it's just, let's just keep it at that, shall we? Um, Philip is saying it would help Maggie. There's so much collagen in it. It's solid at room temperature. <laughs> just the right kind of soup. King Dude, you'll need ear exams and etiquette classes. It's a really terrible song, King Dude. There, it's top of the hour. You are listening to The Early Show with your hostess, Fiorella de Maria. If you have missed the show so far, never fear. You can get the whole of The Early Show as a podcast, same day from crusademax.com. And it is also that time of year to have a merry and manly Christmas to take part in the contest and get the chance to win one of over $5,000 worth of prizes. Go to crusadechannel.com forward slash Mary. Know it, learn it, live it. Buy your tickets, listen out for the soundbite and call in. It's a wonderful way to support the channel and possibly win a prize or two. Um, we have been talking about in no particular order National Cake Day and we have finally diagnosed the name of the Duffin. A Duffin is a cross between a donut and a muffin. It is a heart attack inducing snack, but it is truly delicious. My favourite is the one that is stuffed with Nutella. Too perfect. I've also been asking about your Thanksgiving arrangements. Some lovely pictures of food have come up. Um, and we are also talking about sick days because 
The number of sick days being taken by UK workers is at its highest level in a decade. And we are all talking about this. Um, Jacqueline is saying, really, Dr. Torres, teachers are overpaid? I might have to quit the chat. I'm not in a mood for that. Philip, ah, oh, here we are. Merry Christmas. Melek Kalikamaka. Okay, Bing, uh, Bing Crosby. Right. There we are. I will look it up. Jacqueline saying, why don't you pay my mortgage and my grocery bill then? I'm already cranky from Thanksgiving family disasters. That is the straw that broke the camel's back. I wonder if you should apologise, Dr. Torres. Um, Lady Bellarmine, as a teacher, another thing that they need to be careful of is the curriculum. It changes every couple of years. I don't know if anyone's looked at some of the standards and things of late, but at least across the pond, there's some indoctrination looking stuff in that where science is starting with a theory and basically having the kids prove one side of it, not both. Um, I do feel that ideology has crept into pretty much every area of the curriculum. It's one of my major contentions, bones of contention with um, the British curriculum. It sounds like it's very similar in the US now. And what my husband points out, he's a scientist, I'm the one with the literary background, is that in some cases, what they are teaching is not necessarily wrong or bad, like, uh, for example, the dangers of plastics in the ocean. But you can't teach children the dangers of plastic in the ocean if they don't really understand what an ocean is or what make up the ocean and uh, why plastic in the ocean upsets the ecosystem because they don't know what an ecosystem is. You know, it's uh, they're not teaching the basics. And that's where it gets complicated. Um, Chicken Lady saying, I think pay for teachers depends greatly on geographic location. Where we live, they are very well compensated, plus terrific benefits. And Jacqueline making the point, without teachers, you wouldn't have any doctors, lawyers, and all the other people making tons of money while teachers can't afford to live. Well, this is the thing, and um, this is where I don't think that teaching is really valued. I remember being told as a student um, at the Catholic chaplaincy, the most important vocation is that of a teacher because the most important job is that of a teacher because if you don't educate the next generation there is going to be nothing else there's going to be no other professions um, and yet certainly I don't know what it is like in the US by geographic location I feel that teachers are woefully underpaid in Britain com considering what they have to deal with and yes they do get the long holidays but they do spend a lot of those holidays preparing for the school year. So I, I don't really buy the idea that they are underpaid at all. They do, or at least they did until recently, get certain perks, for example, a good pension agreement. Um, teachers' pensions were good, the final salary pension. Um, but you know, you're still working your socks off for years uh, to have a comfortable old age. You know, I'm not sure it's adequate compensation, really. Um, Oh, Maggie, there you are. There is Thanksgiving. Who are all the lovely people around the table? Am I allowed to know? Obviously, I recognise you two, um, but I don't recognise anyone else. Lots of lovely food. Um, Chicken Lady is saying, I recognise several folks in that picture. Is this a... Yes, Denise saying, lovely gathering. Is this going to be a, a name that face? Oh. I thought that was Partoglod. That's lovely. Um, JT writes, teachers' pay and benefits are different per state. Okay. 
Um, oh dear. Um, Dr. Torres is saying, I will not apologise. It's true they're overpaid and children are dumber on average to boot. I don't think for a moment that it is a teacher's fault that children that learning standards have gone down i blame it a lot on the dumbing down of the curriculum it astonishes me how poor the curriculum is compared with how it was even 20 to 30 years ago um i mean my parents talk about this i mean this is a huge gripe intergenerational gripe anyway but they talk about the fact that, for example, with the old O-level system, which is what you used to have in Britain and other countries like Malta, which followed the British system, to do well at um, an O-level language, so it's French or Italian or whatever, to get an A, you had to be pretty fluent. You had to have a really quite good command of the language. Today, you can get a high grade with a much poorer understanding of the language. You know, you have to have a yeah, fairly good knowledge of a few tenses, but it is definitely easier. Um, modern languages A-levels, which is what you do from 16 to 18, used to have a fairly high literature component. So for French A-level, you would study you know, Moliere, you, you'd, you'd study... Um, You'd, you'd study French, you know, French literary greats as part of your A-level. There is now no literary component at all. So I, I blame the curriculum, I'm afraid. I don't agree with you on that one, Dr. Torres. Um, uh, chicken lady saying, depends which union they belong to. Um, the theory of uh, JT saying, theory of evolution as fact taught in schools is the worst. I think actually the worst... Um, error is in terms of teaching about the beginnings of life i mean that's always been a minefield but in some ways the fact that it is taught without any kind of ethical consideration at all um is i i, I find very disturbing there there is no no sense that there is even an ethics behind science Lady Bell, I mean, your husband's spot on, Fiorella. For example, biomes is not even in the new next generation science standards being taught in my state. PDCCO, Dr. Torres, we can settle this once and for all. Make education private and let's see what the public is willing to pay teachers. Erin um, Akima must distinguish between public and private schools. Private parochial schools generally pay much less um, than public schools. Really? It's the other way around here. Um, that's interesting. Um, yes, Erin Akima, public school teachers in most places get great pensions, great benefits and guaranteed pay increases yearly. That is not the case in this country um, at all. It's And it's generally regarded as a lot easier to teach in a private school because you've got smaller class sizes. The discipline is generally better. I'm saying better, not great. Um, the resources tend to be better. Though in recent years, when it comes to resources, that's been a bit more of a moot point. Um, chicken lady they have to take some things out of the curriculum so they can add in woke transgender stuff well this is the problem it's every time an ideological battle starts in the classroom something else has to go and a friend of mine who teaches history made this point she said there was um she was given a petition by her pupils uh, to include um black history and she said well yes of course i can do that but you know we we don't Okay, we can talk about, say, segregation in the US, but there isn't really an equivalent over here. But okay, we, you know, we can add this. But what do you want to take out of the curriculum? If you want to 
do a block of lessons on black history specifically, that's fine. But the curriculum is already full. So what do we remove? Do we maybe take out the Holocaust? Perhaps that's not important enough to you. Do we take out, you know, votes for women? Perhaps women's emancipation isn't that important. Do we take out the First World War, the Second World War, the unification of Italy, of Germany, you know, the formation of modern Europe? What is it that you wish to remove from the curriculum? And of course, none of them could really answer because they did appreciate that the curriculum was already very, very full of important things, important periods of history. And someone said, oh, well, how about we just work through it much quicker? Sigh. Yeah, nice try. But it's a genuine question. Um, Jacqueline, private school, no health benefit, no retirement. I worked all summer. I was teaching summer school all summer, only took off two weeks. Yeah. Um, chicken lady saying it might be time to go public. Um, I, I'm getting so muddled because public school in Britain means private school. Um, yes, I know what you mean. Erin um, Akeem is saying, no, as a private school teacher, you can actually teach. I say this from experience. This is the problem, isn't it? Um, JT making a suggestion, perhaps it's time for a teacher's guild, not a union. Um, uh, Niranate saying uh, the curriculum is written and set by former teachers. Um, Interesting point, JT, about a guild rather than a union. Um, my in-laws were all teachers and my mother-in-law, God rest her soul, she she didn't really agree with being part of a teacher's union. She said that didn't she didn't feel it squared right with the role of the teacher. Um, and she belonged to an association instead. There was a teacher's association. She felt it, you know, it, it offered the same level of protection and, and all of the rest without, um, for example, they didn't strike. That was one, one policy they had. Um, it's interesting saying that the curriculum is written and set by former teachers because that is and isn't the case over here. Um, the Department for Education is a government department. And there was a time when the sort of politicians who were, who were heading up the Department of Education were usually former teachers. That's no longer the case. So you get this disparity between what someone who has never been in a classroom, or not since they were at school anyway, who has really no understanding of what it's like to be a teacher, setting the curriculum, which then has to be implemented by teachers. Erin um, Akima is saying in the US, public schools were developed to prevent offensive material being taught, like the Catholic faith and later Christianity in general. Hence, the system is designed to promote anti-Christian education. It's because it's interesting because in Britain we have faith schools, we have government-funded faith schools. Uh, my children are at a state school, um, and or my, my children who are at school, and it is a Catholic school. Um, the diocese provides land, the land for the school and some of the funding, um, and the government provides the rest and provides the lion's share. Uh, and there are people, there are angry voices in Parliament that are trying to abolish faith schools. They're always a bit vulnerable. However, what I find is because there are certain things that they are obliged to teach because they are state schools, and because of just the desire to keep up with everybody else in a, an aggressively secularized society there's not a lot to differentiate them from secular schools in terms of what they teach pastorally they tend to be better 
the discipline tends to be better. But in terms of the curriculum, it is very little different to what you'd get in a secular school. And a lot of the attitudes that are expressed are not really much different either. I mean, I'm keeping my son off his sex and relationships education day because they are going to be teaching things that are against church teaching. And I don't want him hearing that in a Catholic, a supposedly Catholic environment. Um, hang on a second. Okay. Um, I don't lump private teachers with public teachers. Big difference, especially if you've avoided the schools of education, which is Marxist. Chicken lady saying, I'm just glad I don't have, I have no children in school any, anymore. Yes. Um, Jacqueline saying, I'll get fired first week from public school. Erin Akima, as a former teacher, I disagree that teachers are the most important vocation parents are. Yes, I tried to, I, I immediately realised my mistake and changed vocation from job because, yes, in terms of vocation, it is the parents who are the primary educators. Um, and um, yes, but in terms of jobs, it's an interesting proposition. Oh gosh, here we are. Um, Dr. Torres, private parochial teachers do yeoman's work, especially Catholic. Jacqueline saying, I can't lie. I'm too Catholic and too conservative. I won't spread this information to my students. I have to worry about their souls and I will answer to that. I think this is, this is the issue. And I think that's why I couldn't teach in a classroom environment, because I just would not be prepared to teach my pupils things I knew to be wrong. It would just go against everything I believe. I would feel I was doing a disservice to my pupils to do that. Erin um, Akima, that's why I left public school. Interestingly, I also got fired from a Catholic school because I was actually Catholic. That's where my little heart sinks, Erin. I mean, I wouldn't be able. Um, I wouldn't be able to teach in a Catholic school in this country because sooner or later, word would get round that I was teaching Catholic teaching. Um, and that would be as completely, you know, um, that's interesting. Jacqueline is saying in Florida, the reason why the Catholic Church even started schools was in order to educate the black people who were not accepted in the public school system. I didn't know that. That is very interesting. Um, because you see, the, the educational system in the US and Britain have evolved very differently. Um, but I think are facing quite similar challenges today. Um, Ashley, that is why I love the school my children go to, hybrid Catholic education. The parents are considered the primary educators and those at school are referred to as tutors. They are there to support the parents. Now, it's interesting, Ashley, because in this country, I have noticed, I mean, I've been aware of this particularly since lockdown when the number of homeschooled children has skyrocketed. But in recent years, I have noticed more and more hybrid schools growing up which use either the American system or the British system, in fact, but they're Catholic hybrid schools. And the children are invited to come into a school environment for maybe two or three days a week. The rest of the time is spent at home. And it's very much as you describe that the parents are the primary educators and the teachers and the parents are supposed to work together. Um, and I, I really think it's a very, very promising system. The only reason I haven't sent my children to anything like that is there, there is no hybrid school near to where I live where I could send my children. Uh, but I think it will get to the point where pretty much every county will have one. They are proving very popular. Mike, when you're ready to come in for cross talk, just chip in. Um. The garden's is melting. No, 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 
is horrible. Did someone phone in just to make it stop? I will make it stop. Please do. Thank you. You know, if you don't I'll want start, my... I'll the false confession now. Hmm? If, if you don't want my music, then write your own music list. And problem will be solved. There'll never be any more <laughs> dreadful music again. There is no excuse for that rubbish. Uh, some people don't think that that's rubbish. Okay, can, uh, can we have a quick straw poll in the chat room? Who thought that song was rubbish? Uh, who, right thought in there. It, uh, who thought who thought it was high art? Come on, just just quickly, let's you know, cast your vote. Oh, it's not high art. No, I never said it was high art, but rubbish. Okay. Rubbish. Rubbish. Um, okay, so, so, so who thinks it's rubbish? Who thinks it's okay? There we are. I'm giving. I'm giving you the the advantage. All right. Okay. Maggie has already said complete and total rubbish. Thank you. Um, anyone else want to come in? Good morning, Mike. Um, how's your headache? I don't have a headache, and I don't know why everyone is so uh, so upset <laughs> and cranky today. Um, definitely, I feel. I feel. Emotions have run quite high in the chat room at times. Yes, uh, to the point where it's not going to steal my joy, so I just logged out of it. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, come I on. I did. Now. I did. It wasn't that bad. I did. It's too much of a stress. There's too much going on here today. Uh, you know, we um, uh, have worked <laughs> for almost two months putting our little Merry Manly Christmas uh, contest together. It's supposed to be uh, an exciting time, a time of joys. People are supposed to be excited about it, but... All I see is catfighting, infighting, scratching, nastiness, meanness. I mean, good Lord. So um, I just uh, I checked out and uh, went to happier circles. I went to news sites. Right. Oh, which well, are not really supposed happy. to be happy circles. <laughs> no, not at all. What did you do that for? Um. <laughs> because the news was happier than the chat room. It was actually that bad, was it? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, no. It just uh, I. Uh, it, it's very difficult to watch your uh, to watch your uh, your creation. <laughs> you know, I created that chat room. Mm. We made that chat room back in 2011 so that we could do uh, live coverage of uh, presidential debates that were done in 2012. And so that people could come into the uh, chat room, they could listen to the live broadcast, which was before there was a Crusade channel, because we weren't doing this on the SiriusXM channel. We were doing this on a basically this Crusade channel stream, but it wasn't called that then. And so to have a method to communicate and for, you know, people to jump in and while we were watching the debate, you know, you could make fun of this speaker or, <laughs> or say this about that speaker. Uh, we uh, created the what you see as the chat room today. So that's what, 12 years ago? Right. 2011, okay. yeah, 12 years ago. You know, we used it to the advantage of many people who converted to the faith when Brother Andre did our Wednesday night philosophy of Podenis classes. And mm -hmm. it's been it's been used to raise money for death for people that whose houses burned down and stuff. So um, I view the chat room as a force for good. And when it goes turns bad and sour like that, it's my baby. So I just go like I don't want to see my baby treated like this. I'm just gonna walk away. Y'all have fun. 
Uh, talk amongst mm. yourself. You're making me so verklempt. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, as Chicken Lady pointed out, chat is different every day. Yes. Today, kind of negative, but sometimes joyful. And that uh, is true. Well, uh, I, I just, I, I had too much going on, and I didn't want to spend the the precious amount of time that I, that I have doing show prep screaming at comments in the, in the, in the chat room so, or, or, or making comments about them and trying to think of a snarky response. <laughs> so, Fair enough. <laughs> So the, the 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 show must go on, as they say. Now I didn't tell you this. So, and you obviously have not seen this movie. Yes. The tag phrase that you have been using is not part of the contest. <laughs> what? The um, what I gave you in the um, know it, learn it, live it. That's yes. not part of the contest. That's not a. That's not a. It's not a. That's not a promo tagline. Oh, I see. Sorry, were you just telling me to it's, learn it? No, it's a no. It's a yes. I was just. It's a. It's a line from a 1980s movie, Fast Times, at Ridgemont High, and there is a employees must wash hands before returning to work sign, and the manager of the restaurant catches someone who didn't do that and points to the sign and says, "Know it, learn it." Live it. How was I supposed to <laughs> you know You weren't that? supposed to know, but I didn't want to try and type all that out because the, <laughs> it was too much to type. So I just let... I was hoping that someone was going to say, isn't that Judge, isn't that Judge Reinhold from Fast Times at Richmond High? But I guess not. So, no, the, okay, now you know. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's no big. Uh, it, it's no biggie. Uh, uh, actually, it didn't sound bad. I, d I couldn't work out quite how it fitted into the rest of the jingle, but, you know, right. mine's not a reason why. <laughs> it does, I just do as I'm told. It doesn't um, fit into the rest, <laughs> the rest of the jingle. That's the point. Yeah, exactly. Well, as I was saying, I thought this doesn't quite work, but, hey, well, you know, I don't want, to, don't want to offend Mike by pointing out that he can't write a jingle. So there we are. <laughs> no, just offend Mike by saying that his musical sensibilities are rubbish. <laughs> so, oh, that, that's all right. So, <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, I've been offending your musical sensibilities for years now. You have. Okay. Yeah, 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 you have. <laughs> um, um, now, we will begin the contest in about six minutes or so. I will play the secret soundbite of the day, and then Maggie will spin the wheel of fortune. It will tell you what number caller you have to be at 844-527-8723. And then uh, somebody today is going to win five tickets that's 50 bucks and a $50 gift card for the Founders Trading Post store. So it's $100 a day that's up for grabs. And still people will tune out and will go to Eddie and the Breitbart Breakfast Flakes or wherever the hell it is that they go for the rest of the day. So uh, even the bribe of 100 bucks can't keep some people listening. But uh, we'll give it the old college try. We might play it back uh, sometime during, uh, during the day. But uh, we reserve the right to play it back 23 hours and 59 minutes from the time it's played. Okay. So that means that it could be played during the first segment of the early show, and then you would actually get the thing that you covet most, which is a phone call. Yay. Yes. No, I'm not saying it'll happen because we did it last year. Nobody called to claim the prize when you were on. Oh, come on, everyone. <laughs> 
So, um, <laughs> so that's the way the game is played. Um, there, there are some, uh, some just amazing, beautiful stuff that has been that we put together for the uh, for the prize packs this year, uh, including these uh, really just beautiful, beautiful um, uh, on a basically this Crusade Channel stream, but it wasn't called that then. And so to have a method to communicate and for you know people to jump in and while we were watching the debate, you know, you could make fun of this speech. Or, or say this about that speaker. Uh, we uh, created the what you see as the chat room today. So that's what twelve years ago. Right. 2011, yeah, 12 years ago. You know, we used it to the advantage of many people who converted to the faith when Brother Andre did our Wednesday Night Philosophy of Podenis classes. And mm -hmm. it's, been, it's been used to raise money for debt for people that, whose houses burned down and stuff. So um, I view the chat room as a force for good. And when it goes turns bad and sour like that, it's my baby, so I just go like, I don't want to see my baby treated like this. I'm just going to walk away. Y'all have fun. Uh, talk amongst mm. yourself. You're making me self acclimate. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, as Chicken Lady pointed out, chat is different every day. Yes. Today, kind of negative, but sometimes joyful, and that uh, is true. Well, uh, I, I just I, I had too much going on, and I didn't want to spend the the precious amount of time that I, that I have doing show prep screaming at comments in the in the in the chat room, so or or, or making comments about them and trying to think of a snarky response. <laughs> so, Fair enough. <laughs> So the, the 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 show must go on, as they say. Now I didn't tell you this. So, and you obviously have not seen this movie. Yes. The tag phrase that you have been using is not part of the contest. <laughs> what? The um, what I gave you in the um, know it, learn it, live it. That's yes. not part of the contest. That's not a. That's not a. It's not a. That's not a promo tagline. Oh, I see. Sorry, were you just telling me to it's, learn it? No, it's a no. It's a yes. I was just. It's a. It's a line from a 1980s movie, Fast Times, at Ridgemont High, and there is a employees must wash hands before returning to work sign, and the manager of the restaurant catches someone who didn't do that and points to the sign and says, "Know it, learn it." Live it. How was I supposed to <laughs> you know You weren't that? supposed to know, but I didn't want to try and type all that out because the, <laughs> it was too much to type. So I just let, I was hoping that someone was going to say, isn't that, isn't that Judge Reinhold from Fast Times at Richmond High? But I guess not. So, no, the, okay, now you know. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's no big. Uh, it, it's no biggie. Uh, uh, actually, it didn't sound bad. I, d I couldn't work out quite how it fitted into the rest of the jingle, but, you know, right. mine's not to reason why. It does, I just do as I'm told. It doesn't um, fit into the rest, of the rest of the jingle. That's the point. Yeah, exactly. Well, as I was saying, I thought this doesn't quite work, but, hey, well, you know, I don't want, to, don't want to offend Mike by pointing out that he can't write a jingle. So there we are. No, just offend <laughs> Mike by saying that his musical sensibilities are rubbish. <laughs> so, oh, that, that's all right. So, I've, been, I've, been, I've been offending your musical sensibilities for years now. You have. So, Okay. Yeah, 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 you have. <laughs> um, um, now, 
We will begin the contest in about six minutes or so. I will play the secret soundbite of the day, and then Maggie will spin the wheel of fortune. It will tell you what number caller you have to be at 844-527-8723. And then somebody today is going to win five tickets. That's 50 bucks and a $50 gift card for the Founders Trading Post store. So it's $100 a day that's up for grabs. And still people will tune out and will go to Eddie and the Breitbart Breakfast Flakes or wherever the hell it is that they go for the rest of the day. So uh, even the bribe of 100 bucks can't keep some people listening. But uh, we'll give it the old college try. We might play it back uh, sometime during, uh, during the day. But uh, we reserve the right to play it back 23 hours and 59 minutes from the time it's played. Okay. So that means that it could be played during the first segment of the early show, and then you would actually get the thing that you covet most, which is a phone call. Yay. Yes. No, I'm not saying it'll happen because we did it last year. Nobody called to claim the prize when you were on. Oh, come on, everyone. (laughs) So, um, <laughs> so that's the way the game is played. Um, there, there are some, uh, some just amazing, beautiful stuff that has been that we put together for the uh, for the prize packs this year, uh, including these uh, really just beautiful, beautiful. Um, uh, they are etched into cherry wood, and they're ready to mount on your wall. You have the Paternoster, the Ave Maria, and the Gloria that were donated by uh, by one of our listeners, fifty three four truck, who might be in the chat room, or he will be later on today. I'm sure. Um, there is a Dolls from Heaven, Mary of Nazareth doll. There is a pair of Red Rider Daisy BB guns, a father and son combo. Gosh, there's so much in the uh, in the prize packs. So those are your grand prizes. And of course, since this is a fundraiser, you would take the 10 bucks that you normally might kick into the chat room or 50, and you would go to the, uh, to the store site and uh, you would buy tickets. Now, now, you buy tickets for which prize you want to win or which prizes. Okay. So, if you want to be the grand prize winner for the ladies' pack, then buy tickets for that. If you want to be the grand prize winner for the little girls or little boys' pack, then buy tickets for that. If you want to be the grand prize winner for Um, all of them... Mike, uh, there's a problem. What's that? Um, Apparently, um, apparently in the chat room, they're not hearing us. Um... You're saying what just happened? Someone flip a switch. I have no idea. Oops. What just happened? <laughs> Do you want me to leave you to get on with it? What? It's playing something else. I don't see anything. It's playing. Stand by. All right. We're, we're sorting it all out. Mike, are you back? Okay. Mike is working on the computer. Okay. I'm just looking to see what people thought of the music. Um... Some people, no, I think no, not everybody thought it was dreadful. Okay. But there we are. I think it is true. Um, when it comes to the chat room, you know, there, there are easier days than others. I do think we're all a little bit tired today. And I, I, I wasn't even celebrating at the weekend. Um, I am shattered because next week it is ice show time. It is curtain up, so to speak, though there is no curtain at the ice rink. And this week and next week are going to be absolutely full on. Uh, Okay, in terms of the song, Patriot21 says, I don't think the song is high art, nor do I think it's rubbish. It's been recorded by several different artists. It's kind of funny. Okay. 
um there we are there we are it's uh, i don't know classical yes jt i like all music classical is preferred there we are dr torres does not think it's rubbish you're just being contrary dr torres you think it's rubbish really um okay jeffy man logged in to say the song is okay right um here we go so i think we have we have mixed feelings about the music then i might just have to take take back my claim that uh what do you mean what do you think um it was really really terrible perhaps songs about cakes being left in the rain and melting is is really really great yeah okay i don't think you're hearing me but anyway i need to leave you so that i can go and feed my children so i am going to sign out um i think it is byzy bye for the chat room just to flag up though you know normally my friend sarah comes on the show on friday until christmas she can't do fridays so she's going to be joining me as of next monday every monday instead just in case it in any way affects your listening habits i'll be welcoming sarah to the show we should be reconnected monday. have i just been talking to myself for the last 10 minutes no no, you have been recorded, so for posterity's sake, so... Uh, oh, no. You've been talking yeah. to Maggie. Oh, that's right. I'm sure that's made your day, Maggie. Um, yeah. Okay. So the internet the, uh, the, uh, the internet hiccuped. That's all that happened. Okay. Uh, oh, that's all right. It, it yeah. happens. Uh, it even happens to the Food Network. I saw it go offline the other day. There's no, uh, no reason to... No, nothing is screwed here. There's no reason to panic. <laughs> no, why would it's I It's just panic? a simple dropped internet connection. It happens. Yeah. Yeah, Maggie was telling me to go to Crisis Magazine's website because at the top of their website, they have a WordPress error, which we both laughed hysterically about. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Spreading what? the misery around. What was the WordPress error? Do you have to go and look at it? Well, no, it's just saying basically that one of the files that runs their WordPress uh, site, which which is on the back end, that's what drives the, um, that's, that's what displays the pages correctly and, and, and keeps track of the content, what have you. It was just saying okay. that one of those pages had gone kaput or I couldn't find it or had an error in the code or something like that. It happens! Yeah. Yes. It yes, it happens. So it's six thirty. It is time for the soundbite of the day. Okay. So here we go. So when you hear this playback later today, Maggie will tell you what caller number to be. Uh, you will be today's first prize winner. Now we were doing a, and we we're supposed to do a pool on who mm -hmm. is going to be the first prize winner. And right. so here's the top five: Shafa thirteen, Ashley. Who else is in the, uh, it's the five usual suspects. And <laughs> um, they have been the first uh, first winners in uh, the last uh, five years. So uh, who do you think it's going to be? Ooh, it's probably actually, someone that's in the chat room right now. So Tess, uh, give me your top three. Okay, I'm making a guess. Ashley, Jacqueline. And? I think Denise. Ashley, Jacqueline, and Denise. Okay, I'm yeah. going with uh, with Schaefer thirteen. Schaefer, my money is on you, pal. So don't let me down. All right, here is the soundbite of the day. Ah, there it is, the holy grail of Christmas gifts, the Red Rider two hundred shot range model air rifle. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. 
Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. So the Red Rider 2000, you'll shoot your eye out, kid, is uh, we'll lead off with that, because that is one of the prizes, actually. Mm. All right, Maggie, what number are we? uh, uh, She spun the wheel, uh, Fortune, or she spun Santa's or Rudolph's wheel. (laughs) It's caller number seven. Be caller number seven, 844-527-8723, when you hear that played back later today. And we're off. Great. Right. Are you still there? I am still there. Are you, um, in, sh- are you in? Sh- are you in shock? What on earth was that thing? What thing? That sound bite. What about it? It sounded really creepy. It's from a movie. It's from a Christmas story. The movie. It's one of the cutest. A Christmas mo- story. Yes, it's one of the cutest movies ever made. It sounded kind of like a horror story. No, 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 no. That's be- okay. That's because the kid wants a BB gun. And everyone is telling him that if you get a BB gun, you'll shoot your eye out with that thing. So it's a little uh, boy that wants the BB gun, and all the adults are telling him, you can't have a BB gun. You're too, you're too young. You'll shoot your eye out with that thing. Oh, okay. So it's quite innocent then. It, right. It's completely innocent, and so is the movie. Okay. So right, then. there we have it, and we're off. The 2022, uh, 2023, have yourself merry, manly little Christmas uh, contest. You can, of course, buy any t- all the tickets you want. Last year, we we had forty nine people play the game. Last year, okay. No, it's, that's an awful be, number. That's it's terrible. Got be, it's got to be double that. Come on. No, no, it has to be quadruple that. Two hundred is the goal. Okay. I will shut this radio station down if we don't get two hundred players. We will Wait, all be at, no, we will all be out of work and we'll be po- uh, podcasting or 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 or, or, or playing um, what is that game called uh, cornhole or whatever in January if we don't get to two hundred players this year it costs a measly ten bucks to buy one ticket and here's the thing if you don't want the ticket if you don't want any of the prizes maybe you're just a Scrooge or maybe you don't do uh, you, you don't do Christmas or maybe you don't have any children or a wife or uh, an auntie or a niece or any or an uncle or, or a nephew or a grandson that you could win it for, then maybe you know someone that you could pay it forward to as a charity. And it's in the form, the ticket form, it's built into the form if you want to donate that ticket to someone else because, or maybe you just want to do that anyway. You know, because uh, some people just go and buy tickets for some family in their parish or their church that they know of that is in need, and they will uh, they will they will pay the the ticket forward to them, and we'll send it to them. So you can also pay it forward. So if you want the ticket, fantastic. If you want to donate to someone, fantastic. If you want to donate it and you can't figure out who to donate it to, we will find someone to donate if you win the prize pack too. Okay. So. You heard that, everyone? Probably not, but I'll say it again tomorrow. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's not a great... I mean, it, people, people are still sleepy, I think. Yes, well, it's the day after a, a, a big holiday weekend. Um, yeah. and <laughs> Well, it's, there are 47 chatters in the chat room, so someone's waking up. Yes, they, are coming, they showed up for the soundbite. By the way, you have to have the secret password of the day, which is only in the programming email that went out a couple of minutes ago, folks. So even if you're the right number caller, if you don't know the password, and I'm not going to tell you what it is, and if anyone puts it in the chat room, you will be banned for life. 
Maggie will right. ban your IP address. Do not put that password in because I know one of you is going to do it. I know you're thinking about it right now. Do <laughs> not put that password in the chat room. So uh, you have to sign up for the email. You have to open the email every day. You have to listen for the sound bite, and you have to be the appropriate number caller. And that's how radio contests are supposed to work. Okay. Yes. Don't you have radio okay. contests in England? Yes, but uh, I, I don't listen to British radio these days. Oh, okay. Well, maybe they have Maltese radio contest. Uh, I, I, I doubt it. I'm not sure. They, I'm not sure. I'm not sure they have. Well, I'm not sure they have radio. No, they do. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to insult okay. my own country here. Well, yeah. that's the way this one is played, and uh, okay. we hope everyone will play. And then uh, uh, we will <laughs> we will see you tomorrow with more dreadful music selections. Nothing to do with cakes. Nothing to do with cakes. Okay. Nothing. That's fine. You're on. Okay. It's. Uh, 36 minutes past the hour. It's been my absolute pleasure to bring you the early show all the way from Chile, England. The chat room is now open for your commentary at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. I'll leave you with the King Dude, Mike Church himself. You're listening to the Crusade Channel, talk show radio the way it should be. Mm-hmm.